back to the Last of Us Reaction Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Desmond Desi, is Dad Robinson with Benin Lavario. The race where coming in at some point, because they're currently watching it right now, The Onion, Jason Dean, will be here with us. Unfortunately, we'll be down to one Underworld Ozzy and the Dama Lama Rider. You know, life happens. Some point in time. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll get him. Them here for the season finale. I'm calling it now. They'll be here for the season finale. And then we'll better be. Mm-hmm. But we're here talking about episode seven. And I think the most anticipated. For some, anticipated. Me, I'm, I'd rather hear the one and only Benita and Ray's opinion because I never played the DLC. I'm here to learn. <laughs> so I think your opinion is more valuable than ours since you haven't watched um played the DLC, so Right, I feel like you should go first since you like yeah, you're going with the clean slate, so to speak. Okay. Um I do want to note because I th- I just now noticed this episode probably I don't know if he did I I'm gonna have to go back or go on IMDB after I'm done talking. Neil Druckmann wrote this episode. He did. So I'm like, okay. Okay, this is a Neil Druckmann. Oh, I'm so sorry, Onion. That looks... That's a, that's a little sad face. You're, you, this, also, that's a sad face. Oh, oh shit. I, I'm going to be honest. I didn't even give myself a minute. I finished that episode. I watched the credits roll, and then I was like, okay. Oh no! <laughs> and I mean, yeah. I just finished that episode. Oh my god, you are going to be processing your emotions with us. Oh, <laughs> we just—it's not even just the emotions from this episode. I haven't been here for any of the episodes. I have to process the emotions from all seven tonight. Oh, that's true. That's Ooh. true. This, this is the culmination of three days of binge-watching, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. Welcome to... Um, and I haven't day. processed any emotions because I've been watching it at work, in the back. Like, when they put me in back stock, I watch it at work. Mm. So I just sit there. Welcome to to um this episode of the therapy session. We re- renaming this the Last of Us therapy sessions. Um, Jason's emotions are just their singing take on me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh no! <laughs> okay, I got a I got a question for y'all. I'm so glad we are not. I'm so we are not on YouTube right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I have a question for y'all. I'm so sorry, Jason. I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if y'all, if y'all don't know what's going on, Jason is crying. <laughs> uh, so I have a question for all y'all. What do y'all call a gator in a vest? I'm pretty sure you're gonna tell us. I know a gator. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, okay, so heads up. Oh, the fact um, that she said that joke when Ellie was investigating, I was like, "Come on, Mwah. 
Just <laughs> God damn it. Fuck you, Neil Druckmann. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. Um, also, context. California's yeah. in the middle of a blizzard, so if I go in and out for you, our fellow listeners, it's because my Wi-Fi and Spectrum has not fixed shit in the last four days. Just a heads up. Okay. Alright, sorry. So, um, Jason, I can't remember. Did you play the deal? Have you played the games at all? So, I haven't played the games, but I have seen full, like, playthroughs of them. I'm, I'm, okay. I was too poor to have consoles. I do have the game now, but I haven't played through it yet. Okay. Um, so when it came out, I watched a full playthrough. And then when the DLC dropped, I watched a full playthrough. I have not watched all, all of The Last of Us 2. Um, cause I just haven't. Mm-hmm. But I have seen the de- existential dread through the entire episode. Okay, yeah, because okay. I, you know, it, you know what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, bruh. Yeah. Well, we were letting Des go first just because Des has not played the DLC, so he had no uh, context, I guess, or expectations for the episode. <laughs> um. For me, I already knew we we talked we touched on it last week between um, Ellie and Joel that that conversation they had in the room and her telling like she was a, she's afraid because every time either someone leaves or someone dies, so we got that context and we and they doubled down on it on this like in their flashbacks. So I like the fact that I know in the game she went off to start hunting already while Joel was already like pseudo in a coma. So in this, using the DLC as a, all right, we'll use this as a flashback for this episode, which I think is a proper use for a fucking flashback in any goddamn show, like to give context of the person that we're following in the show. Um, I think because knowing about two, and then seeing Ellie's like, oh, Ellie's always angry. That just it just Joe made it worse. <laughs> I was like, he's looking like it's the. What I love that scene with Bethany, between Ellie and Bethany, is that cock to the head. Like, oh, Ellie about to fuck this girl up. Like, yep. I was like, okay, okay. I, this is why Ellie's my favorite character. In the show. Game-wise, we have, we, we, I think we documented, but, like, oof. They, have, they, they need help. Um, I think it's on par, for me, on par with the Bill and Frank episode. Just a great moment between Ellie and Riley, their dynamic together. No, no context whatsoever known about them too. Um, and it did just break my heart. Like they finally got to tell one another how they feel, and then just the rug ripped from them. I'm just like, and then Riley just giving the like, we can do X, Y, and Z, and just that look of just like. I was like, fuck. Okay, I don't got no Legos to help me out today. So this is gonna be my, this is gonna be the rest of my day feeling this 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 sadness. Okay. It hurt. And I can see what you said about the wig. Yeah, that shit was bad. Girl looks like she just came out of Sally's um Sally's uh beauty shop. Didn't didn't apply that shit properly on their head. 
like circa 2003. Mm. Mm. Um, it was wonderfully done. I think the, the 80s and 90s musical references definitely paired well with each moment. Um, um, I, I would like to ask Neil Druckmann the what was the idea of using that Pearl Jam song to start itself? He is a big fan of Pearl Jam. Okay, I was like, he has to. He talks about it a little bit in the um, the podcast um, and how it is like a good song, but he's also like, yeah, I'm just, I'm a fucking fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that was like, because I think it was like, all, let me remember, because I actually have it on Spotify. Feels like I know this. I know who the fuck this is. All or none. I was like, all or none. Like, what is? Cause what's cause of the referencing? I'm like, could it be like? I'm just like, I was just sitting there like, go as the episode was going, just like going like all these song choices. Like, what could these songs like fucking mean? And then I remember, I think when they said a song correlating to danger, they're safe. Or it's quiet. And I think we got I think two eighty songs back to back. Cause I think that was the cure when they was on the car- when they was on the carousel. Even though it was just orchestra it was just orchestra music, like that sounds like the fucking cure. And I was like, are they in danger? And then when they cut when they we got to the arcade and started playing Mortal Kombat two, and I realized like, oh shit. They never played the other Mortal Kombat games. They don't know the epicness of Liu Kang. Oh, well. Um, my mind was just drifting through every nostalgic moment, especially when they went through them all. Pretty much saying what you were saying from last episode about the justification, what they was going to take, what they left behind when looting. I, I w- If I'm going to rate this now before the end of this episode... This uh, this recording, I'm giving this a five, a ten out of ten. It was just... Oh man, you guys should reverse. We got him to read it out of ten. Just start to finish, and then like I felt like Ellie like came into her own when she got towards the end. We're like, all right, I'm taking care of you, Joel. And there was she uh, sutured him. I was like, it was like that memory, that core memory, of what she went through. Finally, like, all right, I got this. This is part of my life. That's how I, I took from it. But I, I like, this was a good episode on the level of Dylan Frank. Yeah. Who's next? Yeah. Uh, Ray, you want to go? You got the the time limit. I, I said Jason should go. This is so fresh. I was actually going to go last because I have a lot to go through. Yeah. I believe you said you got 15 minutes, Ray. You can go ahead. It will stay fresh in my mind. I am drawing a giraffe on a skateboard to cope at the moment. Unfortunately, I don't have time to say how I feel about it. So I'm just going to give it a 10 out, um, 10.5 out of 10 and leave that back. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Ray. No comments? Thanks, <laughs> Um, I guess I do. It was hella sad. <laughs> it was. Um, like, Storm Reed and Bella Ramsey were just, like, mwah, beautiful mm-hmm. together. Um, but, um, 
I do really appreciate that uh, Neil Druckmann oh, wrote this, and I do let think... Me let me cut what? it real quick before I leave. I'm sorry. Um, That's good. I just want to say that, like, you know, not to taste me out of immersion as much as a bad wig for a black actor does. Oh, like, every, mm -hmm. every romantic scene, every scene that was supposed to be slow was sad. I was just taken out of it by, like, how bad that fucking wig was. Like, like mm -hmm. y'all spend how much money on this fucking show? Like, per episode? Like, I don't know, millions of dollars per episode? Y'all couldn't, like, fly in a black hairstylist or something? Like, y'all couldn't tell Storm to come, Storm Reed to come in with her natural hair. She would have done a better job than what was happening on her head. You know, yeah. I, if you would have tied her hair in a ponytail, I would have been okay with that. But no, y'all yeah. went out your way to make it look bad. Like, what the fuck? Like, y'all be doing black people injustice and a lot of fun. And I see y'all trying to change Maria black because she doesn't, you know, die. <laughs> no, you still <laughs> have to pay for your sins. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Thank you. Jack. Thank you so much. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, like, half the mall in this episode was fake. Literally, the mall they shot at was only a single floor. And so, every time you would see in a scene that looked like there were two floors, like, that second floor was all just um, visual effects. Yeah. Um, so, y'all. Wow. I guess it really helps that I watched this on my phone screen. Yeah, I mean, like, there were still some beautiful, like, when she first turned those lights on and like Ellie's just standing there even though you know like half of that is literally like or maybe all of it I think all of it that, at least that scene but anyway like stage lighting still beautiful even though it's mostly visual effects for that scene still gorgeously done like lovely um but yeah please give um a bit more money to the wig department Thank you. Um, I don't, and also to touch upon that wig part, and then what Ray said, I don't want to hear anyone that said, we're being an apocalypse. Maria got dreads. That is seven to like five to seven hours on someone's head. All right, someone, there's a hairdresser in this apocalypse, okay? There's a hairdresser in this apocalypse. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not unheard of. The, I mean, she's older, so she could have self-knowledge from before the apocalypse, in theory. That's true. I don't, I don't think we've seen any younger kids with hairstyles that were like that. And in theory, stuff like that could be passed down culturally still. Regardless of, like, I mean, yeah, it would be less common knowledge, but... It would still exist. I would say Henry and Sam had the perfect lineup. I mean, someone trimmed them up tight. <laughs> even though they was on the run. I know my hair be looking nappy as sin if I was on the run. <laughs> my hair would be so... Henry was like, Sam is a superhero. We cannot have him going outside with anything less than the best fucking haircut. Mm -hmm. That's a nice high-top fade that kid had. Um... <laughs> But, anywho, uh, bad wigs aside, uh, this episode was uh, fantastic. Um, and I think just getting more, again, of the 
the back and forth between Ellie and Joel, because um, it is definitely a departure from the games. Um, not going to do too many spoilery stuff, but pretty much for the majority of the time that, like, I guess Ellie's nur- nursing Joel back to hell, motherfucker is unconscious. Mm-hmm. Um, so to have him sort of awake and also, you know, begging Ellie to leave him is just like, oh, when they were holding hands, it's fine, fine. Um, but I also appreciate it because even though I did love the DLC, one of the things I did not like about the DLC is it takes you back and forth. So you will be in the flashback, you know, with um, Ellie and Riley, and then all of a sudden it'll kick you forward to just Ellie's perspective. And you are in, like, another mall trying to find medicine. That's not really, like, a spoiler for the DLC. But so it it keeps moving you back and forth. So even if you would get, like, an emotional moment in the flashback, um, it would then immediately, like, jump forward to present day with Ellie searching for medicine and sutures they like i think it was a first aid kit um that she was just trying to find for joel um so the dlc takes place during that portion in the game yeah so it's literally like it's that scene between so in the game you know where like the basically from like the college and then it jumps forward to like the winter. Yeah. It's in that time skip. Okay. Um and um so it just I feel like it would have just flowed a lot better had it not jumped back and forth. Like I understand again game mechanics make sense, but like I just think I loved it better, especially with this episode that it was pretty much wholly flashback. Um and then, obviously, like, quickening up, so it's like she's not looking for a um, first aid kit this time around. She just finds thread, which is still, like, bitch, that thread is, like, 20 years old, covered in dust. You really need to... Disinfect that shit. Disinfect that motherfucking thread, but it's fine. It's fine. This is yeah. one of those little reality things uh, you sort of just... Uh, don't pay attention to. Um, suspend your disbelief. Yeah, but um, oof. it's still again, it's still a very good DLC. But just for me, I would have, I think I would have liked it a little bit more had it been more solid. Like if she has the flashback, like walking up to the mall to when she was. Going to the mall in the previous one, whatever. Um, but anyway, that aside, episode wise, it's beautiful. I feel like it was beautifully shot. Um, the genuine happiness moments between Allie and Riley was adorable. Even the fact that it just feels like such a genuine friendship where, like, you know, they've been friends for so long when. 
Riley's like, I'm going to ask you to do something. You're going to say no. And then you're going to say yes. Like, just knowing each other that well. Yeah. Super adorable. And um, even though they did a great job with the flashback to the beautiful malls of the early 2000s, I am once again still very angry that none of those fucking stores had those juicy... They went to a fucking... They walked by a damn Victoria's Secret and there was no juicy couture fucking bottoms. They walked by a damn Target. I want to see the juicy couture pants. I want those juicy couture jumpsuits so it shows that it's really the early 2000s because that fashion was so fucking ugly. What if it was the time of 2003 where it didn't exist yet? I mean, look, they're wishing washing a lot of stuff. With this, I feel like they could okay. wishy wash that. Okay, I will say this. Where's the Sabura pizza? You walk through the food court, I ain't seen no. I saw Panda. I saw AW. Where's the Sabura pizza? Yeah. Maybe those ones were still in the airports. But. Anyway. I still want my Juicy Couture. Just a reference to it. That's all I'm asking for, okay? That's it. I want the accuracy to the horrible fashion times of the early 2000s. We got two episodes left. I don't think we're going to get it. I know we're not, but I'm just saying. Um, so, just a beautiful, nostalgic trip. Um, even just how adorable it is with, like, one, not only two adorable gay children, um... But even just the awkwardness of teenage years, where it's like you have the crush on somebody, but then you don't want them to know you have the crush on them because you're scared that, like, they won't like you back. So just that whole, like, teasing thing in front of Victoria's Secret and even more so onto the um, carousel Mm -hmm. is just fucking adorable. Because I'm like, oh. Awkward teenage years. I don't miss you. At all. Um, And just, yeah, the little nods to the game, the masks, um, a throwaway line about water pistols. Like, again, the Easter eggs for the game. Always, always wonderful. Um, Though I do like that they added a little bit more backstory to Riley with the fireflies. Um, and just that confrontation her and Ellie have, I think was really well done and important for setting up that, like, again, there aren't really good or bad in this, I guess, timeline, this society, like... It's just sort of showcasing no one is, again, wholly good or wholly bad. Everyone's just, like, shades of gray trying to survive. Because, like, both Riley and Ellie are just sort of sad. Um, 
like they desperately want to believe in something good and believe that they're on the side of right but then they're both like confronting each other that you know their sides aren't perfect that nothing is ever really perfect and so it's just sort of that like innocence that kind of gets lost as you grow up you know yeah um and so yeah i just thought that was beautifully done and um yeah and then it ends and it's terrible and sad but i again appreciate that like they don't show what happens but i also hate it because then it leaves it as an unknown so you're like did like how terrified ellie must have been as she sees riley changing and nothing's happening to her and so like is riley still technically alive wandering around that mall or did ellie have to kill her like not knowing is both horrible and amazing and i hate neil Druckmann for it yeah that that got me i was like wait what did you fucking choose <laughs> i was like what did y'all fucking choose and it just cuts right back yep yep god damn it and you're just like you son of a bitch and yeah, it's fantastic. So, all right, Jason, let us let us catch up with Your seven episodes of emotion. Start with this one. I'll I'll, I'll start here uh, with episode seven. Um, my heart feels like it has been crushed, um, much like all the other episodes I have had to watch this past week. Um, <laughs> it really fucked me up. Not gonna lie. Because I, especially having seen it before in the game and knowing that the show is faithful to the game, you walk into it and it's like, the only thing I could feel watching these two, like, kids have the time of their life, basically, is dread. Like, straight dread. Because I know what's gonna happen to them. Mm Um. That really fucked me up the entire time. Because it's like the suspense, I guess. Like, it it adds suspense to it. I mean, it is... It's a really impactful episode, though. I like that it showcases a bit more of just what life was like in general. Like, I mean, yeah, it's pretty fucked up that, like, a 14-year-old and 17-year-old are... I think she's 14 at the time, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, oh, well, the other girl, she's technically 16 because she mentions that she turned 17 in, like, a month or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's pretty fucked up that that's what they have to deal with. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's just uh, the expanding on the universe and, like, the small shit, I guess, is what, what gets me excited about it. Because I know the story. So it's like putting it in this kind of media, it gives them the opportunity to add a lot more content to it. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of rating, we're doing it out of 10. I'd say like it's a solid eight and a half, nine. That bad wig does really throw you out. 
Yeah. Yeah, my rating for the episode. I gotta take a full point for that at least. Gonna be 9 out of 10 just because, yeah, I have to dock a point for that fucking wig. Like, yeah. Um, and then I'll just run down and start at the beginning, right? Episode 1. Um, that's. Oh, yeah. I knew walking into episode 1 was gonna be really sad. It was really sad. Um, what fucked me up the most is how. In the game, uh, or well, I guess I don't want to get spoilery with it. I don't know. Uh, Sarah is just, she's a lot smarter, I guess. She has a bit more common sense. Like Sarah Mm -hmm. in the show, she hears on the TV where it tells her to stay indoors and not go outside. And then she proceeds to walk outside. Yeah. Um... That bothered me. <laughs> like, uh, or the fucking, the old lady, I can't remember her name. It was like Jenkins or Adkins or something. Yeah, we can Whatever just call it was. her. Her just call standing her there and saying their name over and over again. I don't know. It was all very icky, I guess, to me. Um,. I think that's my only gripe about that episode. It was still very, very sad, of course. Um, I'd say, like, a seven and a half out of ten for episode one. Episode two, uh, Infected, that one fucked me up. I think the only real gripe I had about it was... The weird zombie kiss at the end? I don't remember that happening in-game. It, that's because it fucking didn't. It didn't. That was, like, my biggest, because fucking Tess. Tess went out like a boss-ass bitch in the game. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess, yeah, it shows how, you know, human she is in the end, that she got scared at the end. But I do think it would have benefited her character a little bit more to to stick to how it went in-game. Like, I don't know. I just don't like... It was icky. I don't like yeah. it. Yeah. Um, other than that, pretty good episode. Uh, like that intro maybe... for the clickers was just... Oh. <sighs> So good. Those motherfucking clickers, man. So creepy. So creepy. So creepy. Um, rating wise, I don't know. I'd put it at like a seven and a half, eight, probably. Episode three. (laughs) Episode Mm. three, long, long time. That Mm -hmm. fucked me up. Mm -hmm. Yep. That fucked me up. Like a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I don't have any gripes about the episode, I don't think. Not that I can think of at the moment, at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just beautiful. <laughs> um, the remarkable parts of the episode, I guess? Because there's nothing bad about it. Uh, the strawberries fucked me up. That was really cute. Yeah. Um... Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I'm blanking on it now. 
I had a thought too. Oh, <laughs> the the part in the beginning uh, with Bill and Frank, where Frank is like, "No, I'm not a whore." <laughs> <laughs> yes, that made me laugh. That was yes. that was funny. I love that part. It just it had some spice. Yes, I love it. It was great. And then just um, the fact that we go from that to, oh, fuck you. <laughs> that in the aimless flirting during dinner and with the piano thing, right? Because oh. Bill was like, he, Frank totally thought Bill was going to kill him at some point. And yes. then he turns around and just shamelessly flirts his way into this man's life. Makes, makes him fucking rabbit. With some wine, like the fuck, it turned around real quick. <laughs> um, I do prefer how they go out in the show to the game. Yes, uh, I do very much prefer that they got to go out together the way they wanted to. Yeah, it just adds some more dignity to it, I guess. Yeah. Um, and plus, it's just, like, it's still such a sad ending, but it's not as sad. Oh, God. Hello, Tink. I'm so sorry. Hold up. Oh, God. Um, it's a sad ending, but it's a sad ending that has, like, closure to it. Yes. It's bitter. It's you know, like, these two people, they made each other their purpose. Yes. And, you know, it had run its course. Yeah. Whereas, like, in the game, it's Instead of bittersweet, it's just bitter. Yeah. And that's just way more heartbreaking. And mm -hmm. sorry if you can hear Tink purring now. But... Yeah, that's fine. They made, their, <laughs> they made their appearance for the um, first appearance of 2023. <laughs> uh, rating for episode three, um, 11 out of 10. My heart is broken. I will never recover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Episode four. Please hold to my hand. Oh. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I'm trying to think now of what happened during this episode. So that was just more of the intro for Kansas City, um, and the fun little jokey moments between. Ellen, Joel, but yeah, they're mostly like walking through Kansas City or hiding in Kansas City. I don't remember City. this episode being very sad. Yeah. It's like the one episode where it's like, I did not cry. Yay. <laughs> um, simply on the basis that I did not cry, I can't remember too much of it at the moment. I'm a little toasted, not gonna lie. I'm a little emotionally fried, too. Uh, That's okay. That is the <laughs> proper way. I'm just going to give it a seven and a half on premise that that is the average. Yeah. Episode three is an outlier and will not be counted in this average. <laughs> Episode. That was four. We're on number five. Yeah. Endure and survive. Um, mm -hmm. I also 
think endure and survive is a uh, stupid for a phrase because it's the same thing. Um, but yeah, I loved when they did that. And then I remember, like in the in the podcast, like the post show podcast, they were like, "Look, please don't take this that we mean like you guys are stupid for having." <laughs> tattoos of it he's like because there's fans out there that do have this phrase and we're sorry we're not like making fun of you okay <laughs> we're poking fun at ourselves <laughs> I thought it was funny um I very much like episode like this current episode it shows the the morally gray like just how far it goes throughout yeah. the series because mm-hmm. you're dealing with, um, like, you're basically helping a fugitive, and uh, that's morally, like, not a, a good thing. But then there's also, like, the lengths that the rebellion or revolution or whatever you want to call it goes through to, to find Henry is a little much. You know, it just showcases the moral grayness of post-apocalyptic society yeah mm-hmm. um i think it was sad of course because you know kids dying is always kind of sad uh, um it did fuck me up the will you stay awake with me thing and then oh. it cutting to ellie waking up in that chair yeah that fucked me up a little bit yeah um or her trying to save him. I don't remember her doing that in the game. Uh, she did not. Because uh, in the game. Uh, Sam did not tell anyone. That he got bit. Yeah. Yeah you're right. No. And um, it's. And I just. Because we talked about before. But yeah like that scene just got like. They just made it so much more. Traumatic. For us. As an audience. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, like, after... Because Henry still does the same thing. Like, he has to shoot Sam to save Ellie. But obviously in the game, like, Henry has killed people before. Versus, like, in the Mm -hmm. show, they clearly stated he hasn't killed anybody. And so the first person he has to kill is his own brother. And then in the yeah. game, he's blaming Joel. So, like, after he shoots him, he's like, what did you do? What did you do? This is all your fault. But then in the show, he's like, oh, what did I do? Like, oh, it just, oh, oh, oh. They just twisted that knife. So much more than they had to. And then and then the I'm sorry written on the board at the end. Oh, I still think about that, like, every now and then, that will just, that image will flash in my head, and I'm like, thanks, brain. Thanks. thanks. Needed that dose of yep. trauma to get me through my day. Yep. Um, I didn't really have too many gripes with that episode, I don't think, though. It, I didn't necessarily cry like a ton because I, I you know I knew what was gonna happen mm-hmm. it, it, it is sad but it was one you know like yeah. it was just another bit yeah obviously need to know how you felt about big boy bloater 
and baby girl clicker. Oh my god, that it was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. How he just like splits people in half. Oh my Holy god, Jesus. that whole sequence where the truck creaks and falls oh. into the underground, and then it just fucking explodes. Oh yeah. my god. It's like, yeah. just... And just, ugh. Just the, like, the casualness of decapitation. Like... That head it, it was, That was, was crazy. Yeah. It was great, though. I think, rating-wise, I'd give it, like, an 8. Nice. Um... Episode 6, Kin did fuck me up not gonna lie yeah like joel talking about how like he he's basically describing panic attacks like Mm -hmm. that that did fuck me up just that in the bond between them i guess the trust that they have with each other Mm -hmm. I i think it was great um i'd rate it let me think. Did I have any gripes with episode six? Tommy being a punk ass bitch. So. <laughs> huh? Said Tommy being a punk ass bitch. <laughs> of course. Tommy being a punk ass bitch. As always. As always. And then, oh my god, I can't remember. I Jason, do... did I send you that TikTok where it's like who I think I would be in the apocalypse? And it's like Bill taking off the mask and it's like who I would actually be and it was the old lady that was like the gums way over there <laughs> you did send that to okay. me and I totally okay. agree yeah I, like, I yeah, 100% that would, agree that'd be me I I love the whole sequence with those two it's so funny <laughs> just like just the general attitude they have towards these people right? they're, they're just like they're firefly disinterested. <laughs> <sighs> just comedy just... gold. Comedy gold. It it provided a much needed lighter moment. Yes. The um, guest stars they have I... for this series are just fantastic. Yes. Um, I do think it's neat that they have built this entire fire. And they're in Montana, right? Wyoming. Wyoming. Yeah, I was close. Yeah, they're in Wyoming. It's I. I find it very cool how they've just built this entire society. Like right? it just functions. You know, they got movie theaters, and there's 300 people and shit like that. Yeah, right. I mean, who knew that communism would work? <clears throat> Honestly, I love that that the lady is so upfront about that too. She's right? like, it's a commune. We're communists. Oh, and just like Tommy taking that pause where he's like, oh, fuck. It was just... It's beautiful. I it love gorgeous. it. I... Gorgeous. It's the little things that, that, that I love about. Mm-hmm. Like, it being a show. You're know, getting, yeah. getting to see all of that. And yeah. how they're like pretty much normal. I think getting to see that house and, mm-hmm. like, Ellie reading through the diary and seeing stuff like that old-ass motherfucking computer sitting on the desk. Oh, my God, right. Like, how untouched a lot of it felt. 
Mm-hmm. Like that, you know, like that used to be someone's home. Yep. I also, and then, you know, it also elaborates on the, you know, how it's a lot of shit for children to be going through. Cause Ellie mentions like that the pre apocalyptic teenage girls worries are like skirts and boys and stuff like yes. that. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Whereas she's literally fighting for her fucking life. Like, yeah. and not to mention that she's also like being toted around as the cure for mankind. Yeah. This girl has had a rough five ish months, however long it's been. Yes. Yeah. She has gone through it. Yeah. Yeah. What hit me, and this is from episode seven, and he was making fun of this, uh, the computer joke, and he was like, what is screenshots? I was like, oh my god, these kids are not old enough to know what the fuck screenshots are. Yep. Uh, yep. I was like, ah. That was beautiful. Plus, again, I love because, like, it's from the game. Like, there are certain jokes they make in the game. They're like, I don't understand what that means. And I'm like, oof. Yeah. You wouldn't. Okay. I just like that it highlights that they've never experienced life outside of the apocalypse. It's like, you know, when people talk to kids my age and they're like, oh, so you don't remember 9-11, huh? Ooh, mm mm-hmm. You yeah. know, yeah, like kind of, kind of the same thing. It, the, yeah. Like that's the closest comparison I can draw to mm-hmm. it, and it's it's just neat to see how it affects their viewpoints and like how they go through things. Yeah, um, but I mean, like, also in episode six, we come for full circle for you there because you see how dumb. Sarah was by going outside and into the neighbor's house when the dog clearly didn't want to go into the neighbor's house. Mm-hmm. You see, she gets that mm-hmm. from Joel because he pulls the fucking bat out of his stomach when that's the uh-huh. first thing you don't do with the stab wound. You moron. Mm-hmm. The apple does not fall far from the tree. Yeah. One of them is alive only because the military has shit aim. I, that's why I stopped myself. Mm-hmm. When I will, when I was, you know, when you, you're going to say something, and it's like, oh, fuck. You could also <laughs> say, like, I mean, we don't know, like, which military it was. Could have been reservist. Like, they don't really keep up on their target practice. You the veteran. I'm, I'm not saying shit. Yeah, I'll let you. That's all you. Okay. Rating wise, I'd give it like eight and a half, nine. I'd say. Nice. And I think that's it for me. I think because I started with with this episode. With yeah. Yeah. Finally I also appreciate because I know we didn't really talk about, it, but I was like, oh yeah, and I forgot like. Because they give Riley a little bit more backstory in this episode than they do in the game. But, like, even just the throwaway comments about her parent Mm -hmm. and, like, Mm -hmm. how she remembers having the family. She remembers belonging. And, um, 
just sort of showcasing, like, again, like, poor Ellie has had a shit life because all she's known is Fedra. Whereas, like, some of these other people are like, well, I had a family. <laughs> but yeah. Apocalypse done took it away. And it's just like, I don't know. It's just stupid shit like that where you're just like, oh, yeah, this is a really fucked up world. Mm-hmm. It just highlights the fact that this is post-apocalypse. Yeah. It's not just zombies. Yeah. And I'm just, ugh, again, I'm like equal parts exciting and dreading the next two episodes just because like if we are going by the logic that season one is the first game i'm like there's still quite a bit to go through <laughs> mm-hmm. also what are you guys gonna change to fuck us up even more uh-huh like even with the teaser trailers i'm like okay they're definitely expanding um David I'm and scared. his people's role a bit, and I'm like, mm. Mm. That's gonna mm. be very, very interesting. Mm. And Troy Baker's playing the right hand man. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, this episode I get to watch a little sooner than right before we film. Yeah. What was what was that joke she made about an aggravated cannibal? Just throwing up hands. They threw up their hands. Uh. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. Might, the puns fucking up, especially knowing that like yeah. puns were her thing with her her friend, and then yeah. like reflecting back to her reading puns to Joel. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <gasps> oh my god, that should be the name of this episode: puns and pipe bombs. Would we get flagged for that title, though? Ooh. I'm not titling that episode. <laughs> I'll title it Puns. Mm. I'm titling Pipe Bombs. Pun, puns and Tears. Tears and Puns. Okay. <laughs> Didn't we get a Tears for Fears song in this episode? We did. Wait, not Tears for Fears. Sorry. Um, Was it Aha? I think that was the other one. Okay. A take on me. Oh, yes. okay, yeah, that was definitely, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, fuck <laughs> Benny just says the song title, and I burst into tears. <laughs> Which like, I, I was very trying sorry about. so hard not to cry, because, like, I didn't cry watching the episode, and I made it all the way to the recording, and then I just broke. <laughs> Because, bro, the childish innocence of her just dancing oh. down that escalator because she's never seen a fucking escalator before. Right? Ugh. Ugh. Dude. And, like, when she's running up, because I'm like, look, it doesn't matter, like, what fuck it, if we're pre-apocalypse, post-apocalypse, whatever. We have all run up an escalator that's going down. Nope. Oh my god, that's just because you're a loser. No, I've seen, I'm experiencing two great earthquakes, being on escalators, and then seeing someone eat shit and looked at their face and looked like they went through a cheese grater. Yeah, that, that actually would be like, nah, I don't want to be that person. That's okay, you're a baby, it's fine. 
I got plenty of scars from my dumbass actions. I'll tell you all the time I picked up charcoal thinking it was still cold. Nah, it was not cold. You want to know how I got these scars? My hand blew off for like a week. And then the other time, my hand... I can see about gun safety. Me dealing with a BB gun. My finger got trapped on the, uh, the pump action. Oof. Almost lost the fingertip. My um, my uncle, when he was a kid, they had one of those pump-action BB guns. And you're only supposed to do it like three or four times or something like that to pressurize it. And his friend took it and did it like, you know, ten times. Like, he just goes ham on it. Mm-hmm. And then he goes to point it at the ground and shoot. But he happened to point and shoot at the exact spot my uncle was walking. And he oh, still no. has the BB in his foot to this day. Oh, no. They yeah, didn't know it was there for a while. Until it, like, healed over. Because you can see it from the top of his foot. And they just decided that it was more trouble than it was worth to take it out. Because it wasn't doing anything bad. It was just sitting there. It's the fact that he still got shot. Yeah. Also, I would just, like, you know, for Hollywood to be like, look, can we not put guns in waistbands anymore? Like... Honestly, I was waiting for like that moment. You're like, but it's safe. Pow! I was waiting right. for that. Girl, you expect me to believe you jumped across buildings with that shit in your waistband? No. I just like to think there's a holster tucked under there or something. Right. <laughs> I just, I like to think that it's not just tucked into the waistband. The Fireflies have, like, a sewing class where it's, like, they give you your first gun, but then they also give you, like, the fabric to make your holster. <laughs> and they're like, alright, everybody, let's let's make everyone's first holster. That would actually be really fucking funny. The inco- I, I, I don't want to call Marlene incompetent. Because she, she knew, like, alright, Ellie is the key to something, but, like, you didn't do it once over through that whole entire mall. Like, at any point in time, like, even if Riley didn't make any noise, at any point in time, that roamer, clicker, whatever fucking type this Crowdrocept was, could have just came and attacked Riley, and this whole episode would have been a mute point. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? like, Really? Well, because I think the whole point of it was that Riley was just there by herself. Yeah, and so it's I, not like she's like she I, talking to herself I know, or but, anything. But I, I know when I had that thought though about Marlene, I was like, well, and then the the, the thought of what what she what they said earlier in the episode of uh, Ellie's this age, Riley's this age, teenagers are not going to listen to anyone over maybe over the age of twenty. The way how they live so late, like they they they're old. When he was talking about set person says age, I was like, yeah, I was like that at sixteen. I didn't get fuck all, and I still did what I did. Then that that's when I came back to earth. I was like, okay. But this was just like, once again, didn't play the DLC, didn't have no context. Just, this is just someone watching an episode. Just like, man, teenagers being teenagers. Well. Thank you for this therapy session uh, episode of the Space Audio Collective Podcast. I think we, more uh, more than us, Jason, got to let everything out. <laughs> I feel emotionally fried, like an egg. <laughs>
mm. is better this than D and D doing this to you. I think this feels worse. Okay, okay. Well, we'll table that. Mm. For, we'll table that for next week's episode and see how you feel after we meet David. So what you're saying is this does not feel just like heaven. No, because everyone wants to rule the world. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Remember, beware the Quakers. Ha, 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 ha.